Right before we get to this next interview, I have a great deal for you with our friends over at Power Slam TV. If you head over there and give the promo code Ringside Rants, you get your first 30 days free. Yes, I said free. So if you head over to Power Slam TV and use the promo code Ringside Rants, Right there, where you put that promo code, you get 30 days free. So a big thanks to our great sponsors over at Power Slam TV. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. gentlemen welcome to the ringside rant and welcome to ranters nation i have the honor of sitting down with a man that i've watched pretty much since day one of his uh, career um i sit down with a man who's currently in uh, new japan pro wrestling and uh, making a very very big splash uh pun intended and uh he is the one the only lance archer lance how you doing tonight I'm good, man. How are you doing? Oh, fantastic. Definitely a pleasure to finally sit down and chat with you. Uh, been watching, like I said, been watching your career pretty much since day one. Um, you know, very, very excited to see see you, you know, making that big splash over there in Japan. Uh, man, uh-huh. that, that G1, how, you know, definitely put on a hell of a show, man. Uh, great to see. How was that experience uh, uh, for you being over there? This is your second time there. Uh, 
how is this experience with the G1 for you? My, my second time where? Uh, sec- second run, I mean, at New Japan. I'm, I'm not really following you, man. I've been with New Japan for eight years. Oh, no, right. Okay, oh, I, I wrote that down wrong. I apologize. Um, That's all right. <laughs> no, I wrote down a lot. I wrote down 2011 to 2015 <laughs> and then back in 17. I didn't know that was consistent. I'm, oh, I apologize. Oh, okay. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did do a... Uh, a two-year stint with Pro Wrestling Noah, but right. you know that was kind of we were kind of on the uh, uh, lend out from New Japan, so you know I mean I guess from a from a viewing standpoint, yeah, we were out of New Japan for two years, but from internally, I was still part of the company. Oh, okay, okay. Um, my apologies. <laughs> that that was where my confusion came from. I got you. No, you know it's it's great. You know everything that I've had my opportunities to do with New Japan has been uh, amazing. It's been the best part of my career. Um, you know, and then getting to be back in the part of the G One. You know, I was lucky enough to do four when I first started with the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, like you said, we we did go and work with Pro Wrestling Noah for a couple years, and for those two years, we weren't in the the G1 pitcher and then when I came back there was an injury that kept me out and then last year just wasn't a part of it so to to be re-included into the G1 eight years after starting with New Japan back in 2011 um, you know it's an honor and, and it's probably the best G1 that I've had the entire time I've been with the, the company you know and luckily you know 19 years in the business and one of my best runs in the business and the most visible uh, you know right now because of New Japan World and Access TV and everything that's going on with New Japan and their expansion across the globe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's just it's been an amazing experience. It's kind of been a resurgence to my career to say the, to to say the least. I don't know how else you want to say that, you know. So mm-hmm. it's fun reinventing myself and kind of reintroducing myself to a pro wrestling world that you know has kind of known about me, but you know, I, I, it's fun to show them a different side. Yeah, definitely. And you know, going back, you know, adapting from. You know, when you're with um, David Way Smith Jr. and Killer Elite Squad, going from there with the great tag team that you were, um, I was probably about uh-huh. the only fan uh, uh, in the group of fans that I am. There were fans of Killer Elite Squad. They're like everybody was against you. I'm like, I, I don't know what you hate. <laughs> um, and then you know, well, I, I don't I don't think you're the only fan we had, but we you know we were a pretty good tag team. So. No, no, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but you know, even in adapting that to your singles, you know, singles run, like you said here at G One, uh, you know, are you doing, you know, like you said, you've been in the business nineteen years. Are you doing anything, you know, a little bit differently training wise now than you did, say, five, ten years ago? Um. Yeah. As far as you talking about weight training, or are you talking about what you know, kind of training? You know, like white about? weight training, conditioning, you right. know, diet, right. that kind of thing. Yeah, I definitely, I think I've taken my diet a little more seriously, uh, training now, you know, as you age, it's less about, you know, putting on mass and gaining power and the business has changed too, from just, you know, back in the day, it used to be, it was just a big man's business. Now the business has changed. It's more mm-hmm. about the athletic and the endurance and, and, and the guys that can go and put on these long extended matches that are entertaining from beginning to end with high energy and high you know, risk and all the things that are involved in it. So I think a lot of my training has kind of uh, turned into 
conditioning my body in a way that I hadn't before, whereas before it was more about strength and size. Now it's more about endurance and athletic athleticism and, and just kind of looking the part rather than being bigger than life. Cause I'm already lucky. Luckily in that sense, you know, I'm, I'm a really tall guy. And, um, I kind of had that in my back pocket as far as professional wrestling was concerned, but the business has gotten in a sense, it's gotten smaller. So I'm now kind of an oddity in the business to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the big guys of the business in this day and age are the ones that are having to learn and become more adaptable to that more athletic style, you know, with adding more acrobatic moves into their move sets and things like that while still maintaining being a big monster and a power guy all at the same time. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's an interesting time in the business, especially for the big man in the business. Um, and then as far as training is concerned, it's just trying to make sure that my body's ready to go night in and night out and performing at top levels mm-hmm. uh, everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. You brought up, like you said, you go back to the days like – 10, 10 years ago, it was a big man's business, but now we're starting to see, you know, the athletic ability and the endurance, like you said. You know, one of those guys, you said a big a big guy that, you know, a lot of people, you know, are coming to know um, is a man that uh, is Luchasaurus. Now, you know, being with the AEW that he is, and with you being in New Japan, are we... That was... A question that was a was uh, addressed to me from another podcast. Hey, what what match do you want to see? I said, right. bam, I want to see Lance Archer, Luchasaurus. If it's at all possible, I want to see it. Uh, right. Is that something that you know you may or may entertain? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I put it on Twitter actually not that long ago. You know that I wanted to fight Luchasaurus. This guy's like. Luchasaurus, who's an AEW, Brody King, who's uh, over in ROH. Um, you know, there's a lot of larger-than-life guys that are kind of starting to make a name for themselves in this business that, you know, would be fun to have matches with. Um, you know, and you never say never in professional wrestling because, you, again, you never know what's going to happen. And this day and age with, you know, companies working together and, and helping each other out and things like that, you, you never know what's going to happen. As of right now, AEW and New Japan aren't in kind of any cohesion uh, working together. You know, even though John Moxley came and worked with us, you know, he's just got it in his contract that he can do things like that. Whereas maybe Luchasaurus doesn't have that in his contract. And, you know, I don't know where... Uh, you know, if AEW would use me or not, I, I don't know as far as that's concerned, but you never say never. And I would love to have a match with him because physically we, we pretty much match up almost evenly, which mm-hmm. is very rare as far as the big men are concerned. Um, athletically, he does some amazing stuff intensely. I, I, I think I can I'm unmatched in this business set right now. Um, so it's one of those situations where if you threw us in a ring together, I think we could make a make some make some magic, as they say, have a lot of fun together. Yeah, yeah. It, it just watching both of you, it's like you, you got the endurance, and you both, you know, former guys that you know have gone outside after leaving the WWE and made a bigger name for themselves. Um, in that aspect, and it's 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 great to see where uh, flourishing outside that is so much. You know, you don't have to do that anymore. Really, you can make a big going over to Japan, AEW. And there's so much wrestling out there. Um, you know, and even going back, like I said, going back a few years, we got things now like, uh, you know, like a StarCast or anything like that. I know I, I saw you at StarCast a few weeks ago. Is that 
something you know you know you, you I enjoy doing at this point because obviously in the past you haven't really you know ha- haven't had the opportunity with you know the star cast well yeah i mean that was my first star cast but i've done wrestle cons yeah. and i've done other kind of autograph sessions and things like that nature so they've been around but you know now i think with you you're having uh, bigger opportunities with some of these super shows and what WrestleMania weekend has turned into with WrestleCon and everything that's going on there. And, you know, now Starcast with them following AEW and some of their bigger events. And then, you know, other companies kind of putting on events in and around those bigger events at the same time. I think it helps the business as a whole. So it, it, it creates an opportunity, I think, for a lot of wrestlers to be in the same area at the same time for fans to come and kind of enjoy seeing and meeting all of them. You know, that was the cool part about uh, the StarCast weekend was the fans got to come and meet all of us and talk to us and and, and see what we're about and see where we're going to be. You know, I was in town that weekend because I was working with a company called Warrior Wrestling and we had a show on that Sunday after the AEW pay-per-view. Um, obviously the AEW guys are going to be there and involved in the situation and Starcast and whatnot. And then they got the treat of having punk who had never, you know, since he left WWE had never done anything like this till this point, you know? So those are cool events that I think are going to be happening more and more often. Um, for the simple fact that there's, you know, just going to be more and more super events and bigger shows that are going to be happening, uh, you know, including whether it's New Japan or whether it's uh, AEW or it's, you know, WWE, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. You, you see in a lot of, lot, of, uh, lot of the wrestling companies now, a lot of the major ones, even some of the, you know, the, the bigger independent promotions, you know, mm-hmm. turning to the wrestling business as you know, a little bit more of a business aspect of it. Uh, is that right. something that you're seeing a lot more now than you have in the past going to a lot of these, like you mentioned, Warrior Wrestling is a big, big-time independent promotion. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, are you starting to see a lot more of that now with these independent uh, shows that you're doing? Well, you know, yes, because the business as a whole has become so much more popular. It's probably mm-hmm. one of the better peak times that have existed in the business in the history of the business for the simple fact that there are big options for wrestlers. Like you said, WWE obviously is still right now the world leader in the business, you know, and the money they have and are throwing around right now is more than they've ever done. I think on a large scale basis for a large number of wrestlers, men and women, um, uh, now you have AEW, a company that is backed and has the financial backing to truly be a competitor in this business. You know, you still have Impact, you still have ROH, uh, New Japan, which is a company that's been around since 1972, is now becoming a global brand. It's not just something that's happening in Japan. Um, and what that's kind of doing is breeding the independence to start being seen more often. And obviously, with the internet and the the outreach that the internet gives all these independent companies. Um, you know, there's a company out of Texas called Heel Face that helps produce a lot of the uh, – or broadcast a lot of the independent shows. There's a company called Russell Circus down here that they used to broadcast on a regular basis on Twitch. And then, um, you know, uh, Lions Pride Sports, we broadcast on Twitch as well at one point. And, you know, a lot of these companies, whether they're going through high spots or Twitch, you know, the platforms that exist, you know, the, the high-quality broadcasting that exists that for these independent wrestling programs – um, is just getting bigger and bigger and more and more. And so it's opening the eyes 
uh, of the fan base to see wrestlers in and around the world that even if they're not a part of one of those big major companies that exist right now, um, they can watch and they can watch freely and accessibly around the world. So that's helping change the business as a whole. So now that you're having companies like Warrior Wrestling, uh, whether it's you know PWG out uh, in California or you've got companies down here in Texas doing their thing like Inspire Pro still doing high quality shows, Lions Pride Sports doing high quality shows, you know, and a lot of other companies that are doing high quality shows in and around the state. Um, and around the country, you know, and into the UK, into Australia, and obviously down in Mexico, you know, AAA just ran a show uh, at one of the platforms in the Madison Square Garden. You know, it's just the the business is expanding in ways that's making it so much more accessible and fun for the fans. That's it's it, to me, it's one of the best times in the business. Yeah. Now, you you mentioned you know we talked about the Luchasaurus match. You know, is there like a specific clause in your uh, contract with New Japan that says you can't, you know, go through these, you know, these other, obviously the bigger promotions, you can't go work for like WWE or anything, but you know, right. can you go over to, you know, like a Ring of Honor or, you know, an Impact, some of those companies and, you know, have a match here or there? Well, I mean, in all clarification, I don't have a full-time contract oh, with okay. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, I've kind of, for the eight years that I've been working with the company, it's kind of been a tour-by-tour tour thing, um, which is a classic situation with how New Japan worked with the foreigners and whatnot, where you know the gaijin would come in and they'd work a tour and you would be on a contract during that tour, and then when the contract ended, or excuse me, when the tour ended, that kind of contract ended. But you know the relationship has always been an extremely strong one, and they continue to use me, and I'll be going back soon, and I'm working their East Coast tour coming up at the end of the month, and you know I'll be working the West Coast tour that's uh, in November, so on and so forth. So it's mm-hmm. it's a continued relationship. It's just not under a full time contract. So I don't have any clauses okay. Okay. that say I can't go work places, but at the same time, because of the relationship I have with New Japan, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of a respect thing. It's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, if, if they don't want me to go work at Impact Wrestling, I'm not going to go work at Impact Wrestling, even though I'm not contractually uh, bound to New Japan. Right now, New Japan has been so good to me for the last eight years. Unless something changes, I'm not going to break that confidence by going and doing something that they wouldn't approve of. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like I said, even though I'm not under a full-time contract at the moment, I am. Uh, they're, they're still using me on a regular basis, and unless something like that changes, you know, um, I wouldn't be doing that. ROH, now on the other hand, that's a company that New Japan has been working with on a consistent basis for the last few years now, and I have worked with ROH under the New Japan umbrella, you know, mm-hmm. so that, that, that's something that has already happened and could happen again in the future. Right, right. Now, you know, you brought up the East Coast tour with New Japan coming up here at the end of the month. Now, uh-huh. that's, correct me if I'm wrong, that's a th- is it a three-city uh, tour? Yes, okay. yes. Because it's what? Lowell, Lowell Massachusetts, okay. uh, Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City, and the uh, 2300 Arena, or ECW Arena in Philadelphia. Wow. Yeah, three three great, wow. Those are three iconic uh, iconic uh, venues. Now, have you wrestled in Hammerstein before? I have not, no. This will be my first in Hammerstein. Okay. Yeah, that that's one of those kind of those cornerstones in that in the Northeast here, as far as the, as, as far as the wrestling venues go. But you know, oh, yeah. I just got on like a, the New Japan bandwagon probably I'd say probably about three four years ago, and that's why when 
you know, you started the tag team, the Killalee Squad, and... Well, we started that team in 2012, so... Well, or when I first started watching, yeah. Uh, okay. But um, you had probably one of my favorite matches I've ever seen. Uh, I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of tag team wrestling with... Uh, you had Killalee Squad, War Machine, and G.O.D., and that was which, match. which one we had about four or four title matches in a row with them. <laughs> the, the one that you wanted for the third time. <laughs> uh, was that the sumo hall one? I, th- I believe so. Yeah. I'm sure that's the one you're speaking of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the best of the four. And yeah. the great thing about that, the, those series of matches was that, you know, it was three good teams and we worked very hard and, you know, a lot of people were, fairly vocal at the fact that they didn't want to see us all wrestling again but it wasn't any knock on us as teams necessarily it was just they'd already seen us do it like three or four times before but the the luckily you know every time we had one of these matches every time we had a review from it it seemed like people were like well i didn't really want to see this match but it ultimately ended up being a lot better than i thought it was gonna be blah 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 so it was cool that each and every time even though a lot of people were not seemed to not be happy that we were having these matches over and over and over uh, that each and every time that we had the match, that uh, every time the reviews from the people that were watching were like, okay, that was a lot better. I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. it was a good match type scenario. So we were, we were proud of that fact, especially, you know, the three teams all working together so many times. Yeah. Well, that brings up another good point is, you know, whether it's singles or tag team or whatever the case may be, you wrestle somebody or another team so many times. How do you, you know, for the advice for those younger wrestlers out there is, you know, how do you, you know, work that type of match with guys that you've wrestled so many times to make it fresh for the for the fans? Right. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think the difference is when guys have been in the business some time, um, if they've worked with the same person or same teams time and time again, especially, you know, in concession on a on a large scale basis like we were doing for New Japan, the, the trick is, is telling stories. Um, mm-hmm. This is where, you know, yes – we're going to go out there. Yes, we're going to try to wow the crowd with the, the, the match itself and the moves and the things of that nature. Um, obviously, the game is going to get stepped up, you know, each and every time as far as the uh, what happens in the match. But the great part about that is if you're good enough in this business and if you take the time to learn the business the right way, in my opinion anyway, is the ability to tell stories. Not only to go out and have these amazing matches that some of these guys and girls can go out and do, but to be able to go out and tell a story while having an amazing match, and then it just makes the element of the whole situation that much better. And I think that's what we were able to do each and every time, is we were able to tell a little bit different of a story for each match that we had, and telling a little bit different story each and every time, it made each match even though it was the same three teams fighting each other time and time again, um, it made those matches kind of seem fresh because people just saw the team names, you know, on the billboard or whatever, you know, and they said, oh, it's it's War Machine and G.O.D. and Killer Elite Squad yet again. But then they'd watch it and they'd go, oh, well, that was really cool because we were able to do things through storytelling and through moves and so on and so forth that were different each and every time. So people weren't bored and watching, in a sense, the same match three, four times in a row. You know, you tell a lot of stories a lot of time in the wrestling business. You know, sometimes that uh-huh. I've seen that, you know, it's sometimes it's a little bit more difficult to tell, you know, tell a story as a tag team because you have to worry about, you know, your tag team partner and you have to worry about, um, you know, your opponents as well. You know, how, you know, how do you, whether it's in a tag team or um, compared to a singles wrestle, how do you, 
you know, you know, mentally prepare for that, you know, that type of uh, match, whether it be tag team or or uh, singles, um, to tell that story. Right. Well, I mean, it's not it's not in a sense difficult because mm-hmm. if you're a team, you're trying to work together. You know, whereas if it's an individual, you're just working by yourself. So those are the stories that you're trying to tell. Is like, who are we fighting? Why are we fighting? How many times before have we fought? Why are we fighting again? So mm-hmm. on and so forth. And you think about those things going into the matches. And if you do that, and you're not just thinking, well, I'm gonna do this move, this move, and this move, and that move, and that move, and that move, and that move blah 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 then you'll actually be able to structure matches and do things and have a good time and tell stories for the fans. And the fans, like I said, even if they're watching the same two wrestlers or the same two teams or the same three teams time and time again, as you tell those stories and as you have the matches, you can change them up in ways that still make it entertaining for the fans, for you know the, the other wrestlers in the match, for the teams that exist You know, as you're going and working together. Um, if you do more than just think about moves that you're going to do and you think about the whole situation and who you're working with and what, what are your strong points, what are their strong points, so on and so forth, that helps make the whole situation fun for everybody that's involved, whether, again, it's the wrestlers, the company, the fans, the, the people at home watching on TV, whatever the case is. Uh, like I said, if the guys and girls take the time to think about what their situation is and what kind of story they want to tell and not just about moves they're going to do. They can make it fun for everybody each and every time they step out there. Mm-hmm. You know, now <coughs> we, I, I mentioned that uh, great set of matches that you had with the, with War Machine and G.O.D. Were those, uh, you know, that group of matches there, were those some of your favorite matches that you've had or if you had other ones, you know, in the past, whether it be New Japan or other companies? Um, yeah, I mean, those guys are amazing. And obviously you see that, you know, G.O.D. is champions again in, in New Japan and, and War Machines, you know, or uh, the Viking Raiders, as they are now known now uh, in WWE. They're doing really well and, and, and making names for themselves in, in bigger stages and doing those things. Um, you know, and I, I think the team that helped, in a sense, really make Killer Elite Squad back in the day was uh, Tenkozy, Tenzan and Kojima, and, you know, working with those guys. And we worked with those guys multiple. I would say we probably had seven or eight different title matches against them, and not to mention all the multi-person matches we had against them. So we always had a lot of fun working with them. And, you know, there's, there's man, I'm, I've been lucky and blessed, 19 years in this business. So to nail down just one or two matches that I've had or people that I've worked with and say, those are my favorite. It's really, really hard to do because I've had so many amazing opportunities from working with guys like Abyss and AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura, um, you know, or or, uh, Tanahashi, who I think is truly one of the best ever in the business to step in the ring with to the Rainmaker Okada, you know, and, and then like this last G1 getting to work the first time with the Ibushis and Kentas and guys like that, you know, there's so many Americans that are really cool. I'd love to have a singles match with, with Juice Robinson, obviously John Moxley, who's now been working with New Japan and so on and so forth. Mm. Like you were mentioning before, Luchasaurus, uh, Brody King, guys like that that have, I've never had opportunities to have singles matches with. I worked with uh, Killer Elite Squad, faced off against uh, uh, Vinland Enterprises, uh, Marty Scroll and... Um, Brody King once in, in Los Angeles, and that was a lot of fun working with them. But I'd like to work with Brody on a singles level because we're two large dudes that can do some stuff that people don't really expect to see from us, you know. So there's a lot of amazing people that I've got to work with, and there's a lot of amazing people that still like a chance to work with. Yeah. 
you know, you know, nowadays you see a lot of, you know, athletes, sports athletes make that crossover, you know, uh-huh. whether it be from football to wrestling or MMA or whatever the case may be. You know, right. taking a look back on your history, going back to Texas State University playing football collegiately, uh-huh. bringing uh-huh. that aspect over, um, do you take some of your, you know, training methods, some of your mentality from football to to wrestling um, as far as that little bit of a crossover? Or do you, are you just kind of set that aside? No, I mean, obviously that, you know, wrestling, or excuse me, football is where I first started learning to train my body on a physical level. Um, and I took a lot of that, you know, uh, idea of how to weight lift and how to uh, cardiovascular training and so on and so forth from football, you know, into any kind of athletic career. And then also just the, the, the drive and the competition that existed in football, you know, trying to earn your spot and, you know, trying to become the starter in essence. And that's kind of what's translated over into professional wrestling because, you know, you're always trying to earn your spot and you're always trying to become the top guy. And that's kind of the same scenario. So, you know, the athletic side that existed, you know, while training for football and trying to become the number one guy, that mentality translated over into professional wrestling because the athletic side of professional wrestling is very real. Um, and, and, you know, the competition between guys and companies and stuff like that is very intense. So, you know, all those aspects kind of translate whether you're in traditional sports or you're in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, do you do you think like for example, you know, we got we've seen Kane uh, Kane Velasquez going down to I believe he's down is he Lucha, Under, Lucha Underground I believe or Triple A. No, Lucha, Lucha Underground doesn't exist. Oh, anymore. not Lucha Underground. I'm so, sorry. Yeah, Triple A. Triple A. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the do you think that transition is a little bit difficult going from like an MMA to uh, professional wrestling, or you know, you think that's fairly you know easy not easy i should say but common to do um it's becoming becoming more common um i think it's one of those things where there was a huge divide between mixed martial arts and professional wrestling for years because you know either you were mixed martial artist and a straight up shoot fighter or you were part of professional wrestling and now um i think you know the the adaptation of kind of the shoot fight style in professional wrestling exist and then you've got guys that are doing mixed martial arts mixed martial arts has a very short shelf life you know those guys can only fight for very short periods of time and they're in and out plus the money that can be made in professional wrestling especially right now in the business is as good or better than it's ever been so guys that are in mixed martial arts who are true athletes like kane velasquez um, who you know maybe can't do his you know MMA career anymore because it's it, again it has a very short shelf life. Well, in professional wrestling, you know, like I said, I've been in the business 19 years. Um, you know, I won't say my age. You can Google that if you want to, but <laughs> it, it it's a business that if you keep your body healthy and you work around it, um, you know, you've got guys, you know, Ric Flair wrestles and still wrestles. I would imagine if he could step in the ring and they'd let him, um, you know, you got guys like Hulk Hogan who wrestled for a really, really long time, you know, Shawn Michaels who just kind of came back and undertaker who's still around and doing his thing at a top high level. You know, you've got guys, professional wrestling is conducive to guys as they age because you can work around it with the entertaining aspect of it, but you still have to keep your body on an athletically uh, uh, top tip shape. 
the situation. So Cain Velasquez and other MX martial artists, you know, Stephen Bonner, um, you know, he just did some stuff with impact wrestling as well. You know, you've got guys that are coming over from traditional fighting sports like mixed martial arts or traditional wrestling, so on and so forth. Um, and they're coming into professional wrestling because a, it's a lot of fun. B, it's conducive for guys as they get older and, and see there's money to be made right now um, in many different places and, and, and at high levels. So, yeah, you're going to see it more often. Um, it's never easy because, you know, professional wrestling, you not only have to be athletic and a good you know, fighter, you have to be entertaining with what you do. And, and the guys who are top in this business are the ones who are athletic and entertaining, you know, not just the guys who can do cool moves, but the guys who can do cool moves and then draw an emotional reaction out of the people as well. So, um, you know, it's never going to be easy for anybody. Right. You know, as things, you know, you see, it's a young man's game sometimes a little bit more now. You see a lot more of the younger generation getting into the business mm-hmm. You know, being in the in the business for 19 years as you have, you know, you have these younger guys listening to this show, watching you wrestle, whatever the case may be, interacting with you on social media. You know, right. what is that, you know, a little bit of advice that you could inspire them to, you know, take their their uh, their wrestling to that next level um, to move up, you know, that food chain, so to speak. Um, you know, it, yes, it is a young man's business, as in pretty much every athletic competition that exists. Um, but at the same time, professional wrestling, really, the, the top guys in this business are the ones who start to understand the business from all aspects. Like I said, you have to be entertaining as well as athletic. And a lot of the younger generation that I see who are amazingly athletic and do some amazingly acrobatic maneuvers and things like that, will never, in my opinion, truly be top stars until they add the emotional element to their character, to their personality, and to the business. Um, the ones who can go out there and not only do the amazing things, but can also draw the emotional uh, reactions from the fan base by having a strong character and a strong personality um, You know, are the ones who are truly going to be top stars. My greatest example of that right now is Will Ospreay. I think he's a kid that he has always been amazingly athletic and did some of the most amazing things that people ever saw in a wrestling ring. Um, but he is truly becoming one of the absolute top stars in new Japan and all of professional wrestling right now, because he's not only a guy that can go out and do some amazing athletic and acrobatic things, but now he he's drawing emotional reactions from the fan base because of his ability to sell and his ability to be emotional in the ring when he's doing what he's doing and telling stories with his matches instead of just going out and doing crazy cool spots. Um, and he is becoming one of the biggest stars the business has ever seen. And I think that's the biggest piece of advice that I can give those younger generation is learn to do more than just the moves. If you can learn to be a full character and have full emotion and have full control of an audience through the stories you tell in your matches, and then you add those amazingly athletic uh, things that you're able to do, you're going to become one of the top stars in this business. If you only flip and flop and dive and do all that stuff, You'll only get so far, and it only takes one injury to take you completely out of the picture. If you're a personality that nobody can forget, then you will be a top guy. Who's who's one of the biggest stars that WWE has right now? The Fiend, mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt. And he's had 
what two matches or something or he's really he's only had one match yeah. uh on tv and he's probably you know last night's raw was uh completely centered around him and you know that's because he's got a character that is so strong right now that he doesn't even have to do anything and the people are paying attention mm-hmm. um and i think if you can add both elements of not only having that athletic ability but that uh that energy and that intensity and that emotion and all those aspects you'll become a true star you know, you mentioned it before, you never say never in the wrestling business. You know, down the road, whatever it may be, couple couple mm-hmm. months, couple years, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. you know, WWE, NXT, any of these promotions say, hey, we'd like you to come in, guest coach. You see it happening all the time now. Uh, right. People come in in NXT, help coach out. You know, that's, right. is that something that, you know, you kind of have in the back of your mind, once you kind of wind down the career a little bit, is that something that, you know, you'd like to get into a little bit more uh, as far as the coaching goes? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to be somebody that can help that that next generation. Like I said, with all the things I was just saying a minute ago, mm-hmm. maybe understand and realize uh, along with their athletic and acrobatic abilities. So, yeah, absolutely. When my time in the, in the wrestling ring on a full-time basis kind of comes to a slow or to an end, yeah, I would love the opportunity to help that next generation, whether it be in WWE or, you know, New Japan has been so good to me. I, they've got the dojo out in Los Angeles, and who knows if stuff like that expands to work with them and their next generation of guys, you know, on this side of the world and so on and so forth. Yeah, I would absolutely love that opportunity. Now, do you see, I'm glad you brought up the New Japan dojo because I was going to be <laughs> down my list a little bit, but, you know, we, we see the dojo there in, uh, in California. Do you, you know, do you see them expanding east a little bit, you know, making one, you know, whether it be, you know, in the Midwest or the east or what have you? Do you see that happening eventually or very near future? If if the business continues to grow as it has, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just one of those things that they're trying to be very smart with what they do. And, you know, obviously this side of the world is a whole new market for them. Um, they have offices in Los Angeles, but it's a small set of offices. And so as that grows and they get more people involved in it, obviously um, you have more Americans that are involved with the company. Like I said, someone like me who's been with them for eight years now that they understand and know and trust. Maybe I'm somebody that can help them expand by starting a, a dojo in Texas or something like that, you know, and that expands it to the central part of the United States and whatnot. Who knows? Um, so yeah, I think if the business continues to grow and they continue to focus on the States, um, the opportunity for them to expand, you know, further East is obviously there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, I sat down with, um, a gentleman, uh, uh, you may know, probably know him, uh, Kurt Stallion. I talked to him a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago and he right. was, he, he went ba- right back to that as well as that's one of those things that, you know, got him, you know, inspired, got him gr- drive. To, to be, you know, be the best you could be was that LA dojo, and you know, and so many mm-hmm. great stars can come out of that and go over to Japan mm-hmm. and even here in the states. It'd definitely be great to right. see, that's for sure. Yep. You, you know, winding down the career, you know, nineteen hell of a nineteen year career thus far. You know, I'm God, I know you got a lot get more gas left in the tank, but you know, at the end of the day. You know, the boots hung up, you know, you're coaching, you're doing whatever the case may be. At the end of the day, what do you want Lance Archer's legacy to be left on this business? 
Um, I, I would love to be an inspiration to a generation that, you know, has a lot of ups and downs in this business because I've had a lot of ups and downs. Um, and I've never let any of them stop me. You know, I've had a dream and I've had a focus and, you know, even in the times when I got let go from TNA, I didn't let that stop me. I didn't think that was the end of it. I just pushed forward and pushed onward, and I ultimately got a job with WWE. That was a very short stint in WWE, but as soon as that was over and I was let go, I didn't stop. I kept pushing forward. I reached out to the contacts I'd made, um, and obviously my career has had the best time in, its, in the, my business with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling here for the last eight years. And so I guess my legacy I'd like to leave to that next generation of it's never over, even when you think it's over, even when you think something has happened that's detrimental. You know, guys get guys and girls get fired all the time, and it's not the end of their careers. You know, look at Drew McIntyre. He got released, he went out, he found himself, and now he's back in one of the best, biggest stars they have. You know, so for me, I would like guys and girls in the next generation to see that and go. Well, if a guy like Lance Archer can go through his career and stay on a top high level for the majority of his career, never give up and always push forward and always find a way, then I can too. I think that's the legacy I'd like to leave. No, definitely can't can't disagree with that. You know, you know, and you know, lastly before we close shop tonight, um, you know, plug. You know, you mentioned the East Coast. Uh, um, tour for New Japan. Mm-hmm. Plug anything right. else you got going on, other indie shows, whatever the case may be, uh, ways people can get a hold of you too. Right, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I, if they're not already following me on Twitter, you know, at Lance Hoyt, uh, I promote myself probably annoyingly because I promote my shows constantly. Um, and then Lance Hoyt on Facebook and then Lance underscore Hoyt on Instagram. Those are the three main that I'm using right now. Um, you know, I'm going to be putting out a, a, a YouTube series, you know, my experiences in the G1 match by match here pretty soon. So keep an eye out for that. Um, you know, obviously I'm going to be working on a lot of shows coming up here in the near future. You know, I've got shows, I don't know when you're, the show's going to air, but I've got shows in Texas at, uh, uh, Texoma Pro, uh, Metroplex Wrestling. Um, and then I'll be in Colorado, uh, working a lucha show um, this weekend, a Sunday, and then the weekend after that, you know, obviously is the New Japan East Coast tour. The weekend after that, uh, I'm making my d- debut with Beyond Wrestling out in uh, uh, on the East Coast, and then you have uh, the Wrestling Revolver in, in Des Moines, Iowa, and then Cactus League out in Los Angeles on October third, fourth, and fifth, and then you know, so many cool things coming up here and around you know the entire country. So it's it's really cool what's coming up and happening. Yeah. Definitely. Lance, I appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule to come on and talk with me. Definitely have been an honor to finally sit down and chat with you. And uh, Absolutely. O- only the best in the future, and I can't wait to see what uh, what New Japan and the rest of the wrestling world has, uh, has in store for you. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I appreciate you taking time to have me on. Uh-huh. The Platinum Series by Four Corners Cards is the official trading card of independent wrestling. Featuring stars from across the globe from nearly every active wrestling company today. Monthly 22 card sets are only $9.99. There's only one way to get them and that's by going to fourcornerscards.com and using the promo code RINGSIDERANT15 which is good for 15% off of any order until the end of October. The Platinum Series brings you the four corners of the ring 
from the four corners of the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining me here on the Ringside Rant and being a member of Ranters Nation. A huge thank you goes out to Lance Archer, truly an icon in this business and truly an honor to have him on the Ringside Rant this week. Uh, Definitely great advice going out to a lot of all you younger wrestlers out there. Definitely a guy to keep your eye on for, um, for bookings, for going to your independent shows, or even going on to that East Coast tour that New Japan is running, whether it be at the Hammerstein or Lowell or down uh, south as well. So you're going to want to um, be either in Philadelphia New York or Massachusetts for those three shows to make sure that you experience New Japan pro wrestling as well as, most importantly, Lance Archer. Uh, So big thanks to him for coming on as well. Uh, Can't wait to see what he has coming up for New Japan as well as all these other great promotions he is. He's starting with, like he mentioned, Beyond here on the East Coast. But without further ado, if you will... Make sure you go over and follow us over on Twitter at underscore ringside rant. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ringside rant. You can follow us and purchase the great apparel we have over at wolfwarapparel.com slash ringside. Some bald is beautiful shirts. Uh, I broke Canadian Travis's hand, and I don't need a belt to be over. So if you head over, purchase one of those shirts, I'll give you a shout-out on this show when I see that shirt, that selfie that you take and post to Twitter. Head over to iTunes, Google Play, Sound, excuse me, not SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, as well as Google Play and Anchor, and subscribe and rate and review this show right here. I'll give you a shout out just like Wilf did over at Brain Buster Radio. Wilf, big thank you for that great review that you gave the show. I appreciate it. As well as everybody else that has reviewed us, given us a five-star review. Everything that we I've interacted with, you know, everybody from Brain Buster to you know, the No Holds Barred Network I just made in contact with, with the All Elite Podcast, uh, with Tiff and Kyle, um, everybody that I've worked with, you know, the boys over at the uh, Visionaries Wrestling Network, um, friends I will always have uh, going forward, as well as all my uh, my slapdick nation buddies over there on Patreon, over at What Happened When. If you guys aren't a Patreon member of What Happened When with Tony Schiavone, I don't know what you're waiting for. Go over there and become a Patreon. Become a slap dick in that fashion. Uh, Low-key, big haul, whatever the case may be. Go over there and uh, become a Patreon. Uh, But lastly, I appreciate everybody uh, that has had all the kind words. Uh, Joe Santiago... For giving me great content or giving me great reviews on Twitter, uh, appreciate you so much. Mags uh, over on uh, from Brainbuster Radio, the Badlands podcast. Um, everybody that you know, I'm, I'm afraid I'm missing somebody. 
Um, everybody that, you know, all the shows I've been on from the Hubbard Pro Wrestling to the Solution show that I was on, you know, I've been on so many great podcasts because everybody, you know, has come to me and asked me to be on it. I am thrilled to be asked to be on all these shows. Um, it's immensely um, gra- gratifying to know that I am wanted to be <laughs> to be on your shows, and I appreciate everybody that every show that I have been on since I've started this podcast. You guys are my family. You guys are my friends, and uh, without you guys, I would not be doing this. Uh, this is, you know, this is definitely a passion of mine, and I hope each and every one of you, you know, appreciate the interviews that I do, appreciate all the content that I put out. Uh, with all these great interviews that I've done, you know, over the last, you know, number of months, years, what have you, since you've been listening with you, whether you listen to this incarnation or the first incarnation of Ringside Rant, um, I appreciate everybody. Mags, you've been there since day one, so I appreciate that as well. Um, so like I said, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, and, uh, you know, go over to whatforapparel.com slash ringside and get some great apparel over there as well. Um, I don't think I'm forgetting anything. I appreciate everybody that's listened uh, and uh, will continue to listen. Give us a five-star review. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers, tell your neighbors, tell your family, whomever, tell your enemies. Tell the, na- tell, the, tell the mailman to subscribe to the Ringside Rant and join Ranters Nation.